Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Look at the relief. No, no, no. Close this door. Uh-huh. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now I can have you to myself. <laughs> Praise Jesus. <clears throat> okay, so today I want to teach because. The Lord gave me the teaching ability, not for fun, but to make his children strong and be built up. We started talking about faith. Somebody say faith. I want to hear you one more time. Oh, say faith. And the Lord has given us the blessing. And the Lord said, before we walk in the blessing, we must pinpoint the things we want to see and realize in our lives and take it by faith. And so, if your faith is intact, you will know that the blessing is inevitable in your life. The blessing. Right? Now, we also went on to say something. That nobody, I need you to please pay attention to me because I'm teaching. So that you don't miss a point. Hallelujah. Now, nobody can access the blessing except they have sal. Except they have what? Now, as it stands, it implies that to be blessed, you must be saved. And to be saved means that you are blessed. Hallelujah. It is as simple as that. In order for you to realize the blessing of God in your life, you need to be saved. And in order for you to be saved, you must have the blessing. Or the blessing must be evident in your life. Let me show you. One of the blessings of the kingdom is called grace. I touched on it. And I said to you, my brother, my sister, you need grace. Without grace, you are nobody in this world. Because what grace does is, is this. It actually molds a certain lifestyle for you. This morning, the Lord woke me up by the alarm. I said, the Lord woke me up by the alarm. So when I woke up, then I started thinking on faith and grace and everything. And the Lord said to me, do you know that the believer is not entitled to unmerited favor? I said, what do you mean? He said, the thing, the place where you refer to the believer, having unmerited favor is in the place of salvation. It's in the place of what? You don't have what it takes to be saved. It is the Lord himself who gives you his grace of salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. He says, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Put it there. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. He said, For it is not of yourselves that you have been saved. It is by the grace of God. Through faith. 
He said, it is not something you work for. It is a gift so that no man will boast. For by grace are you saved. Eh? Through what? And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of... Next verse. Not of works that any man should what? So now we know that to be saved is by grace. 100%. Now, the Lord was going deeper with me on it. And he said, once you are saved... You do not stand to now enjoy grace anymore. No. He said he calls it kindness. The reason is because when you come into Christ Jesus, you don't you 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 are not you're not favored without merit. Hey. The Lord favors you because you merit it. How? Because Jesus delivered it into your hands. And so whatever Jesus worked for, you don't beg God to enjoy it. It is now part of your birthright to enjoy God's best. So when we say unmerited favor, it is actually extended to the unbeliever. But merited favor is actually for the believer. That is why we can say, we can say, eh, we can say that in the name of Jesus, I demand and it will happen. At that place, it is not unmerited favor. It is merited because somebody worked for it and gave it to you. Hallelujah. Now, I was saying that in order for you to be saved, verse 8, in order for you to be saved, through what? So we know that without faith, forget salvation. Without faith, forget salvation. You must believe. And we said something. When you have faith, your faith is actually for what? It's for what? And we also went on to say. We went on to say. That to have salvation is both what? Physical and what? Uh-huh. So, to have the blessing is also what? And what? Uh Now, the reason why it is so is because the Lord does not want to leave you in, in a certain side of life and leave another side. He wants to cover every realm of the blessing. So, when he gave you salvation, he gave you salvation, thank you very much. He gave you salvation right here on the earth, which will take you into eternity. And when he gave you the blessing, he started blessing you right on the earth before you enter into eternity. Hallelujah. Now, we said that in order for you to access this blessing... You must have faith. You must have faith for healing. You must have faith for divine health. You must have faith for money. Have faith in God that everything you believe him, he will do. And what did we define faith to be? What is faith, please? Eh? You remember, trust. Trust. Trust in God. I want her to say another thing. What was it? What did we say? Look at something. We said trust 
that he will do what he says. Remember? You remember? So we said we have trust in a person and we have trust that what he says he will do. And we said that is what faith is. And you remember that this definition, I got it from you. I didn't get, I didn't give it to you. Meaning that everybody contributed to this definition. Now, if you read the Bible, he said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. We have crossed that barrier. I told you. That was for the Old Testament people. We, the New Testament, Jesus is the beginner and the finisher of our faith. So when you are in Christ Jesus, he begins your faith and he perfects it. When we say he begins it, it means that he puts that initial deposit of the seed of faith in you. And he makes sure that 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 faith never fails. He carries you to the very end. That is why he's the author and the finisher of your faith. If not, you may have faith for salvation in the beginning, but you may lose it at the end. Are you here with me? Now, let's move on. So this is what we said. And we went on to say that if you have trust in God by faith, he can never deny you. You remember? He can't do what? No. Faith is the only thing God cannot say, God can't say no to. Because when he says no, he's saying no to his very existence. Because the Bible says that by faith God exists. Hallelujah. Now, we, so let me draw the chart here. And let's do some Bible. Please, you know what this is, right? So that is the mouth of hell, the tomb. Get it. And then he has opened his mouth. And Jesus went into the tomb and he died. Right? And he arose. He did what? He arose. Hallelujah. Okay, so now let's draw this line this way. And let's do some here. We'll come to understand it fully as we go on. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Let's start from verse 18. We were looking at Abraham. We said, because Abraham believed God, the Lord opened a credit account for him. All he had to do was to cash out from that account. He didn't have to replenish it. His duty was to exhaust the best in that account. When a man has faith, that is the life he lives. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. He said, Who in hope believed against hope? This thing is confusing. Do you get me? Do hmm? you get me? He said, Who in hope? believed in hope believed against hope it means that who when he was in hope did not look at the fact that there was nothing to be hopeful for hallelujah where's my give my phone okay see sorry i want to get a softer version so we can read it then we all understand okay yes by the way today I don't keep long 
I just make some few points, then I stop. Uh huh. Now look at it carefully. They said, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Even though there was no what reason for hope, he kept on hoping. Let me say this. There's one thing that can deny you your blessing. And that thing is you yourself. It's no human being. You yourself. Do you know that when faith operates, the devil cannot stand it? Yes. Do you know that it is by faith that we cast out demons? It is by faith that we believe the best for our lives. It is by faith that we advance from one level of glory to another. So, the most potent force in this world, mm, aside love, I'll come to that one day, aside love is faith. When you put your faith to work, nothing can deny you. So look at what he said. He said, when there was no reason to hope for anything, he still kept hope to the end that he might become a father of many nations. According to that which had been spoken, so shall thy seed be. Meaning that he believed God because you know the story. The Lord said to him, I'll make you a nation. By the time the Lord came to him that he'll make him a nation, the man was already barren. Did you get it? It's not like when the Lord spoke to him that he became barren. No. The Lord chose a man who is so barren. His wife is so dry. She's as dry like a log in her matan season. Even if you put the most, whatever you put into her, she cannot conceive. Because why? The Bible says that the husband did not consider the, dead, the deadness of Sarah's womb. So she, she was already barren and her womb was dead. It's only the Bible that can talk like that. The womb is dead. So the, the human being is existing, but the organ inside of that human being is dead. <laughs> Yet the Lord said, right in that place, I am going to gain glory for myself. Next verse. And without being weak in faith, he considered his own body now as good as dead. He being about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Next verse. We'll come back to verse 19. Yet, looking unto the promise of God, he wavered, he waved not, or wavered, not through unbelief, but waxed strong through faith, giving glory to God. Number one, let me put it here before we move on. When you are going through issues, you don't have to look. Let me clean this, the chart first. When you are working with God, you don't look at your problem. Look not at your problems. Can you see? Can you see what is written? Can you? Hello? Oh, talk to me. Can you see it? The number one thing in your life, you never ever focus on your problem when you want to work with God. When the Lord called me, he didn't tell me that one day I will go through certain trials as a minister of the gospel. He didn't tell me. He didn't tell me that sometimes he would take sleep away from me. He didn't tell me. 
He didn't also tell me that sometimes I will have to believe God for another person. He didn't tell me. He just told me that go and do my work. It will be beautiful. It will be glorious. And I said, yo, Jonjo, I will go. And I went. So look, when you walk with God, the first thing you do is this. You take your eyes off your problems. You never consider them. In fact, it's not like they don't exist. They do exist. But you give a blind eye to it. You know how you have something in your pocket and you know it is there, like some money, and you've decided, I'm not going to touch it. Come high, come low. And then you just, everything keeps happening around you. That demands that you must touch that money, but you still, hey, uh, this money, I'm not going to touch them. Yes, that is how you must deal with your problems. When you are working with God and he gives you a promise of a good end, you don't consider the events that happen. The bus stops. I call them bus stops. I, I, sometimes I call them Rest stops. Hallelujah. When you get there, you, you don't consider them. Go through the season. You keep quiet. Because why? Your focus should not be on the now. It shouldn't be on the situations. Rather, focus on where you are going to. So go back to verse 19. And without being weakened in faith, he considered not. The way to remain strong in faith is not to consider your problem. So, Look, look not to your problem. So number two. So it's still number one. Look not at your problems. And without being weakened in faith, he considered. He did what? Oh, say it. Say, I shall not consider my, my troubles. Say, my worries. I shall never consider in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you believe it? Yes. You see, when you come to a place where your troubles are no more trouble, the devil becomes confused because he doesn't know what to do to you anymore. Because originally they are supposed to destabilize you. But you to the thing that he brought to you to destabilize you, you are not giving attention to it. So now he doesn't know what to do. So he being Weak in his body. Did not consider that one. But he considered his faith. His own body now. As good as dead. Before we talk about his wife. He's talking about his own body. He said his own body was already dead. He didn't consider it. Look. I started by telling you that. When a man is walking with God. When we talk about unmerited favor. It is not for you. Unmerited favor is the thing that gave you eternal life. Now when you come into Christ, every favor is merited because Jesus delivered it into your hands. That is why I said we deliberately walk by favor. You don't, you don't, you see, you, you walk into a place and demand favor. That's what I want to tell you. That's what I want to tell you this morning. Do you, do you know there's a law going around in this world? It's called the law of attraction. All the celebrities who don't worship you and I, our God, they are using it. How many of you have heard it before? Law of attraction. And they are telling you that when you get up in the morning and you say to yourself, I am beautiful. I am attractive. Everybody comes to me and they like me. I'm a superstar. He said, keep saying it long enough and you become. 
Can I tell you something? Faith is a universal currency. That is why some man, an evil man, will put his faith in a deity and that deity will kill for him. When you put your faith in God, he will kill for you. Are you here with me this morning? Yeah. Next verse. So, look not. Let me write this one at the top. Another word you can use for look, look not is consider. Consider what? Consider not your problems. Yet, looking onto the promise. So, when you, when you, are, when you are walking with God by faith, you rather focus on what? What? So, so focus on the promise. I told you last time that the promise is also what? You remember? Those who come up to you. I said the promise is the same as the blessing. So, when you consider sometimes you don't have money in your pocket. You've got bills to pay. Things are mounting up. You have things to do. And the weather and the system is not giving you the chance to feel free. He said what? Do not consider those things. Rather focus on what? Say my focus is on the blessing. Say all my attention on the blessing. Listen, I'm teaching you something wonderful. If you keep it and you work with it, you will do well in life. You will shock yourself. You will shock yourself. The reason is because the enemy always wants you to take your attention off what God is willing and happy to do for you. And he wants you to put your mind on the things you don't have, which you are yearning to have. But if you keep on focusing on the true word of God, that is able to give you an inheritance that is coming, you will actually experience it. But those who never look forward to God's appearance, the appearance of his blessing, they never ever get it. I have experienced it before. Hallelujah. Yet, looking unto the promise of God, he wavered not through unbelief, but waxed strong through faith, giving glory to God. Number two, any time hmm, you want to prove that you have faith, the next thing you do is this. I want to, I'll write glory, I'll write glory, or let me write glory. Uh, into bracket, praise unto unto who? Unto who? Look, when when you want to get the devil mad, hmm? when you want to get the devil mad, when you want to get your enemies all worked up and they don't know what to do, you are waiting for a contract. You are waiting for an open door. If you like, scribble something on a paper that says that you have received the contract. And when you hold it like this, look at it. Say, Lord, I thank you. I have received my contract. I give you praise for the contract. I thank you. I'm, I've actually enjoyed 50% of the money already. Oh, God, you are good. Then you sing praise alongside. God, you so good. Lord, you are kind. You remember that song? Lord, you are wonderful, my Lord. You, you remember? How did we used to sing it? Kada, bayaba, bayaba. You remember, today my wife and I was telling, 
I mean, we were discussing. She said something to me. She said, you remember when we used to play the tape and stop and play? Grace Army Church. Yes. Yes, we used to do that. Now, when you glorify God or you give glory unto God, you praise God, something happens to the devil. Something happens. He said what? This is how to work strong in faith. Giving glory to God. He said, yet looking unto the promise of God. He wavered not at, not through unbelief, but worked strong through faith. Giving glory. That is what proves that your faith is strong. Now, I want to say something. Every faith can produce results when you put it to work. You don't need magical faith, supernatural faith, extraordinary faith. Faith in a faith. Every faith is faith. Jesus put it inside of you. Put it to work. If you don't start it, how would you see that what is inside of you can produce? When you have a headache, before you take Tylenol, before you take Advil, hmm? Hmm? Kabaro, teba, seteba, tandeleba. Out in Jesus' name. Try it. Start from there. Hallelujah. You see, when we have this understanding that these are the keys that deflect the enemy's attack against our lives, is able to deflect it, you will notice that you are always advantageous. Why? Because you know how to downplay the attacks of the enemy. Number one. You consider not the problems. You look not at your problems or you consider not your problems. You focus on the promise, the good word that the Lord has given you. The next thing is this. You praise him for it. You praise him for it. Lord, I thank you for my wedding. It's a beautiful and a grand one. Even though I won't pay a dime. You see, you, you, have, not, you have not tried it. Try it. Can I tell you something? I was listening to a preacher this morning. He's a very good preacher. He comes from Singapore. And he says, he says, he said, every morning where he gets up, he said, Lord, thank you today too. Favor is about to show up. Favor, the showman, is about to perform. So when I was, I was actually sleeping when I heard it because I played the message throughout the night when I'm sleeping. Try it. It gives better dreams. I say it gives better dreams. I like that. God bless you. I say it gives supernatural dreams. Yes. And then the man said, he said, every morning, that's why he said, Lord, the master of showmanship, you are at it again. Today is another day for you to do mighty things in my life. And I say, hey, they make you do it. So when I get out, I got up, I say, hey, Papa, showman, today you go do me show. That's what I said this morning. Why? Because see, when you consider all that the Lord has promised, you do not put your focus on what you don't have. You, you are young. You, you are super young. The man, eh, Abraham, who we are studying about, he, the Lord told him, you'll be the father of nation. Father of what? <laughs> and he has been with his wife all these years. All these years. And can obey me, I that. There's nothing in his pocket. But you see, once the Lord gave him the word, then the Spirit of God started gathering it. Now, I believe one thing strongly. 
I believe that the reason why he's the father of faith is because the Lord was actually going around gathering information about him. If I say information, I'm talking about his activities of faith to put everything together for him. The reason is because, you see, he had to go through all these periods. Is there anywhere you ever heard that Abraham sang praise in the Bible? Is there anywhere? Apart from Paul writing it and saying, have you ever seen it in the Bible that Abraham got up and said, oh Lord, you are good. I thank you for giving me children, for give, making my descendants a great nation. Have you ever heard it in the Bible? No, it was never recorded. Until Paul wrote it. Look, you have to understand something. There are things that will happen in your life. You may not know how to go about it. But when you look at what scripture says, it will give you a definite way to walk. So this man, looking onto the promise of God, he wavered not through unbelief, but walked strong. Through faith, giving glory to God. Next verse. I'm about to close, actually. I decided to give you these three points. And being fully what? That what he had promised. Who? Uh-huh. He was able also to do what? Have you seen this one? What does he say? What does he say? Trust that he will do what he says he will do. Oh, what is your problem? No. Oh, what is your problem? No. You have a deadline to pay school fees. The Lord says, I will pay. Then you look at yourself in the radio, about 10.44. What cry will you get, Lord? Eh? You wait. Uh, deadline is 12 p.m. You are waiting for 12 p.m. before you perform. It's right now 10.44 a.m. So what do you want to prove, Lord? What do you want to prove? <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? School fees and now me who do yes why busy what heaven was there and no one chia mammy and they are closing the seal you have not paid why <laughs> oh Jesus so didn't God know that the guy was already barren he knew he called him when he was 75 years how many 75 year old men are still giving birth today a few a few a few. Now, now say, "Po be this sixty eight, sixty five. Can the prostate work as him?" This man was already seventy. Eh, in in our contemporary times, occur retirement. Fifteen years ago, occur retirement. But the Lord now calls a seventy-five year old man. Say, "Come with me. Let us walk the walk of faith." And the man too is following God. Yo, 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 yo. And when they get to a place, the Lord say, "Pause here, small. Do this small." Do this small, do this small. And the Lord is taking him through systems and systems and systems of faith. And the Lord says that, I will bless you. Finally, one day the guy got tired. He says, so you, you, every day when you visit me, you say you give me a child. So when cry, are you going to give me? I'm tired. You, see, you have to read it in a current time so you can understand. Say, <laughs> 
So they were so tired of waiting when this, when the Lord and the two angels appeared to them, appeared to Abraham in the tent. And then Sarah was eavesdropping at the back. And they said, and here by this time, Sarah will give birth. She being in the background started laughing for them in the place to hear. He said, story, story. Lord, you like stories, Papa. The Lord likes to give stories. And so eventually, the Lord said something in the book of Hebrews. He said, Sarah, not being weak in faith, received strength from God to push. Don't forget, before somebody comes to the place of pushing, it means that they must have received strength or have strength to push. She was already an old woman, 90 years old woman. That's number one. Number two, now her womb that was dead had been revived. So look, and being fully assured, the word is persuaded, that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. The Lord told me, there will be millionaires in this church. Also, amen. If you believe it, shout a big amen. amen. I said, the Lord told me that I am going to lead a band of billionaires. Can I prophesy about your life? Like I saw it. Some of you, I'll dedicate your planes. Look, even if it's a single engine plane, I will dedicate it. Even if it's able to fly only from here to South Africa, I will dedicate it. Because when you look forward to the blessing of God, you are looking forward to the best of God. When you look forward to the blessing of God, you are looking forward to the best of God. I want to stop here. But look at something. This is how to be fully persuaded or assured. This is the last one that comes. Can you see it? Can you see it? Assurance. Okay. This is how to get assurance. Who can we? Who can we? Now we can we? Now we can we? The next thing that gives you. Is peace of heart. Assurance means your heart is solid. It is settled. You are not worried about anything. Because you know that what he said, he will perform. Finish. I'm not shouting, but it doesn't mean that I didn't preach well. I said today, I'm not shouting, but it doesn't mean I didn't preach well. I want to stop here. Write these three points down. Anytime you go through a hard time, read it to yourself. Hallelujah. Remember always. Remember always. I believe the Lord used a dead case like Abraham's to teach us that yours is still alive. So look at it. It's a look not at your problems. Focus on the 
promise or the blessing of God. The next one is what? Glorify him or praise him. Praise unto God. Give praise to God. Hmm? When you bundle all these ones up, when you bundle all these ones up, it produces this one. Please rise up to your feet with me as I bring my message to a close. Lift up your hands with me. Your right hand. Say, my father, from today, I hold on to your word. It is true. It is solid. It is my foundation for great things. Therefore, this morning, Oh Lord, let good things that I'm looking forward to come to pass in my life. And oh Lord, the ones that are yet to come, give me the heart of assurance to wait for them. I thank you Lord, because you don't fail. In Jesus mighty name, amen. Take your seat again.